Hi everyone, welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. I'm glad everybody's here, so welcome. I just extend a warm welcome to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the one whom our souls loveth. And isn't that why we're all here? That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Not because you want to hear anything I have to say, but we want to hear the influence from the Holy Spirit as we look to heaven in our hearts all the day long and even through the night, many of us. So before I get started, I'm going to look to heaven and I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. Father, I come to you this morning with great joy in my heart because I find that there is nothing better, Lord, than to speak to you the living God, and I love you so much. And I know that everybody that is listening to you loves you so much. And Lord, now I come and I ask you to accept the free will offerings of my mouth and the fruit of my lips, which is praise unto the Lord. I pray, Lord, that everybody that is listening to this message, Lord, would drink them that are thirsty let them come and let them drink of the river of water of life and lord i pray lord that your presence would fill this place for it is in your name i commit all for you are the lord and we are the sheep of your pasture of your right hand in Jesus name. Amen. <clears throat> I want to start off with a little memory that I had that I often reflect on. I grew up at the beach and I spent my whole life going there and but there's this one in particular that always stands out to me and um there was a beach and it was in the 70s and I remember we would um uh there was a long way to get down to it, to a certain beach, like this long walk. But there was another way that we went that you weren't supposed to go. I mean, no one would stop us or anything, but um, there was no sign saying no trespassing. So we weren't really doing anything wrong. But I was with a friend of mine who said, let's go up that hill because I know a little switchback path that takes you all the way down to where we're going. And I said, okay. And so uh we went and i remember we went all the way down and we spent and it was like switch back all the way and we spent the day but on the way back um we did something a little different that we would climb up a little way and it was so steep but we would climb up and she'd say stop now look stop don't keep walking turn around and look and i remember i'd stop and i'd look and she'd say look at this view look at how beautiful it is and we'd sit stand there and we would look for a minute she'd say okay come on let's go up a little bit more because you know the switchbacks going all the way up and so all the way up she would do the same thing okay stop now turn around and look and each time i did the view was grander more expansive more beautiful that big blue sea that christ made until we got to the very top and top and she said now look and i never forgot that ever in my life 
And I could even see it in my mind, standing on the top of that hill with all the beautiful indigenous plants, succulents with wild colors of flowers everywhere. And just, it was so beautiful in the ocean and the sound of the sea and just the greater view from the top. And I say that because there is a view that every now and then each of us come to where we say, stop, hold on, more as our invisible companion, Jesus, who says, stop and look. And the higher we go, the more we could see the breathtaking beauty of God's hand in our lives, what he's done for us. And seeing that expanse of the sea and the movement of it in its grandeur, it was so beautiful that how the sea became darker blue and darker blue as it went out into the depths. And I think of our walk like that in Christ, that he doesn't want us to just be in this race where we're just running to get to some finish line. But to stop every now and then, look, turn around, look, survey the beauty, the former land that you walked in, and breathe it in. You know, this morning I was in prayer and I was just dwelling on the years of God's faithfulness to me, how he always prepared me, even though I didn't know it. There was always something he was doing to prepare me for the next time. And now looking back as an older saint, I feel so humbled. And I feel like such a little child that has trust in our Father in heaven. And that's the kind of trust that Jesus wants you to have in him and our heavenly father. And this morning I came after I read my Bible, I was reading something from Amy Carmichael and it just fit. She said, there was a time when I had to prepare a dear child for a great trial. I knew though she did not understand all that was involved. Everything in me was bent on preparing her to stand strong. Every verse I taught her, every chorus I wrote for her was bent that way. I learned more of God than I had ever known before through the love, watchful, constant, set on strengthening and enabling that he had given me. He taught me something of the ways of love. So I would suggest that it is the custom of our father to do for us just what I tried to do for that beloved child. You know, when I read that, I thought, are we not always little children? God always moving before us, always doing things that when we were in our youth and maybe even now when I'm speaking to those who are older than me and even the now, the today, this moment, that he is a preparing God. Jesus says, I behold, I go to prepare a place for you. He's always preparing ahead of time, but we cannot know it. 
even for the good as well as the bad. I believe that what we shall be called, what shall be called today or tomorrow and the day after, God is already in those days ahead. And I was thinking about that today, and I was thinking about when Jesus, when some of his disciples came to him and said, get out, get out of Jerusalem, get out of here, because uh, Herod seeketh to kill you. He said, you go and you tell that fox that I do, I cast out demons, I do cures today. And tomorrow I'll do the same and the day following I shall walk. And so I think about that where he says he just keeps going. And so I think about the fact that he knowing our tomorrows and knowing our future, that just as Amy was trying to prepare that little girl, Though she couldn't grasp what would be going on, what was happening. But I like how Amy said, Every, I bent things her way. I made things bend her way. Let me just look at that again. She said, everything was bent on preparing her to stand strong. Every verse I taught her, every chorus I wrote for her was bent that way. And I really saw that and I thought, you know, isn't Christ always bending things our way? Though we're not aware of it. And as I get older and older, I know I always maybe overemphasize that, but there's such a privilege of growth and of life and of climbing like Matt, like um, Amy Carmichael. She read a book called The Mountaineers of God, and she talked about a mountaineer who said that when they were going up the mountain, him and his friends, that they always felt this invisible companion with them and that his presence was very felt. And that when they got to a certain place where they were like, okay, now we're going to go up the steeper part. There was this trepidation because it was so steep, but that he heard a voice inside say, climb or die. You can go down below and you can stay here, but if you climb and, you know, climb or die. If you don't climb, you'll just stay right here. But there is a shining summit God wants us to get to and going higher with him. And that is more in letting go, letting everything go to him and trusting him with your future. There's so much right now that we're, you know, in our physical bodies looking at, oh, this is going to happen. What's going to happen when this is going to happen? But there is one that is higher than I do. Uh, it says in. Psalm 65, I think it's 65. It says, Oh Lord, hear my cry. Attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And as I say that, my mind is thinking about the top of that rock that we were on and that it was a steep ascent. It was hard. I mean, it took, I mean, I was young and it was hard to get up there. I mean, sometimes there was rocks that were going out from underneath our feet and, you know, dirt was going by us. And sometimes I would feel afraid. And there was even this memory that came back into my mind. Her name was Jean. I was like, Jean, I can't make it. And I'm on my hands. And she says, yes, you can, Joni. Just follow me. And she was ahead of me. 
And because I watched every place that she put her foot, I made sure to put my foot everywhere at the place where Jean put her foot. And I did just what she told me. And in my, when I understood like a child, I think to myself, I still understand as a child, though I've put away childish things. God still wants us to understand in that respect as little children. You know, that brings me to a verse I want to get to. It says in Psalm 114, 7 through 8, it says, Tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, which turned the rock into a standing water, the flint into a fountain of waters. And as I thought about those words, I thought about uh, where God wants us to remember what he turned a rock into. Something that, uh, something ordinary, a rock, something that was everywhere around Jacob during that time around Israel. He's talking to Israel and they were thirsty in a barren, arid desert and water. He made water. He said he turned the rock into a standing water and the flint into a fountain of waters. And I began to think about the future that is before us and how bad it looks to the, to the world and even to us. But I say, Lord, thy word have I hid in my heart. And I know the rest of it says so that I may not sin against you. But I think those of us who by quiet submission to the Lord in his word on a daily basis, that we be quiet and we keep a quiet heart and we are submissive in his word. That we have no idea really how much of his word is being stored in us. The Lord says his word remaineth forever. He says heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of the Lord standeth forever. And. So when I thought about that, I thought about all the times in my life that I have come to places that were so hard, that became a well to me, that became a fountain of water and springs of life. It really did. I know sometimes that may sound poetic, but I'm telling you the truth. There have been the rock and a flint. You know, we hear that I'm between a rock and a hard place. I've been, all of us have been between the rock and the flint. And looking back from our little switchback uphill climb to the shining summit of our eternal life, we can say, yes, Lord, you did cause that rock to turn into standing waters. And you caused that flint to become a fountain of waters. Where David said later, Lord, all my springs are in thee. You know, there's a couple of places like I was talking about God being a preparing God. You know, it says in Matthew 24, 24, he says, and this is just talking where he says, he's t telling them in advance for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets 
and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. But the point I'm bringing out is he says, behold, I have told you before. In John 14, 28, he says, you have heard how I said unto you for, to 31, I go away and I come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I go unto the father for the father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it come to pass, you might believe. Behold, I've told you before. You know what I believe? There are times, there are times that when we're, I've been reading his word and I'm sure this has happened to you. I've taught, I talked to many of you that there's times I've been reading his word and then I somehow or another, I maybe turn a couple of pages outside of what I'm normally reading. Like I have my sections I read each time and then I'll see something written. And even though I've done all those, all the reading for the morning, that one word sticks out to me and I don't know why, but later on, I find out why, because it was that very word that God gave me to prepare me so that when the thing happened, that, that verse stood up front and center, like Joshua, a mighty warrior. And I knew the way to go. He prepared my heart with that word. And this has happened many times. And there are other times where maybe another brother or a sister spoke a word and maybe they weren't even aware what they were saying to me, but something in my spirit, the Holy Spirit grabbed onto it and impressed it upon my spirit. And it was stayed with me until the thing in the future happened. And I remembered that word and I knew then God had prepared me for that moment. Because you see, his word is alive. His word is living. He's living inside of you. And the more you partake of his word, the more of the life of God and his love and his power and his strength and his glory and his joy and the gives you hinds feet to get up upon those high switchback places to keep turning back and looking back to remember that all those hard places, the 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 rock the strong rock, the flinty rock that you can look back and see that he did indeed turn those into standing waters and springs of water. You see, God loves the ordinary and it's in the ordinary we mostly find him. Notice if we try to intellectualize, trying to figure out what's happening, the door slams shut. We feel the wind in our face when the door slams. But there was something about that childhood of mine that stayed within me. In fact, there's a lot of the childlikeness that has stayed within me. You know why? Because I remember the purity of it. When I was young and I didn't know anything, but even then I knew Christ. But I wasn't what I am now. I couldn't have been. I was a young girl. But now, looking back over these years, I see in my own life, the hard rock and the flinty stone turned into standing water, clear pools, springing wells, and fountains of water. 
And this whole life I have lived speaks not anything I've done, but what Jesus has done for me. And Jesus, you know, when we think about him, we think about his word. I think about his word sometimes. Haven't you ever been laying in bed at night? And you're, maybe you're anxious about something and you start to talk about, look to the Lord. And then you feel like as if his word, which is living water, like streams over rocks. It starts flowing over those rocks and you become refreshed. And then in the morning, you meet the Lord in devotion. Or maybe at night, whenever you choose to do it. I thought about when Paul was on a prisoner ship and Julius the centurion gave him permission to go visit his friends to refresh himself. And I thought to myself, is not the living water, the life of Christ, the waters that flow over our soul and refresh us? I believe it is. You know, I say whatever, which way, whatever comes our way in the future, Jesus is already there. And whichever way that preparation comes from, whether it's from a friend, a word you're hearing, maybe you're hearing somebody talk, he has different ways to prepare us, to prepare you. But the one thing that matters is that we should be sensitive to his touch. Even like the little child Amy tried to teach, we don't know anything that he's doing. I pray that God would grant each of you this silent power and submissive spirit to him. Because the more quiet you get with him, even while everything is in a tornado around you, there's peace within. I want to share a little dream I had with you. I've shared it before, but I find it fitting for now. I had this dream. I saw myself walking on a tiny little dirt path and it was really chunky with rocks. Like you had to watch where you walked. I had to watch where I walked because I could twist my ankle, but I felt happy and I was just dressed in plain clothes, jeans, sandals, a t-shirt. And there was this rushing river going by me and it was a country and it was in the country and I'm just walking by myself. I'm walking along, but I noticed something something began to happen to me. And as I began to continue walking, I started to see my clothing change. In fact, I put my arms out like this because I was looking at the clothing change. And from it went into this bright, white, simple tunic that was so bright that I was in awe that my clothing had changed right before my eyes. And I was looking down because I couldn't believe how beautiful it looked, though so simple. And as I looked down, I saw these feet. And I saw a white tunic. And I saw a little belt, a little leather belt. And I looked up and I saw the Lord. And it was silent. And he motioned to me to follow him. And so when I followed him, it was just a few steps. And he went like this. Showing me, you know, like when you stick your hand out to have somebody like have a seat, his hand went out like this and there was a log. And he, he bid me to sit down. 
And I sat down and he sat down next to me. And I looked up and all of a sudden that rapid like water became like the still water just going by. No words were said, but I felt my entire being fill up with that spirit of the Lord, of that quiet. It was a strength and power where you wouldn't want any words to be said. And even in my dream, I remember saying to myself, the Psalm 23, I said, this is the quiet waters. These are the still waters that he speaks about. And when I woke up, I said to myself, Lord, I understand now that these still waters, David meant, were the still waters of his soul. That though everything rages around him, he said, he leadeth me beside the still waters. And see, he says to the wind and the waves, peace, be still. He said there was a great wind. The, the gospel composers say there was a great wind. And then when he spoke, peace, be still. He rebuked the wind and the waves. Peace, be still. And he says, and then there was a great calm. I believe in that great calm for you. And I do pray that God will grant you those still waters in your soul. And that you would begin to live in an upward way that tends upwards to that shining summit of heaven. Because he's preparing you to go there and preparing me. I love the words of A.B. Simpson. Once our earthly battles and strife are over, others will remember us as we now remember the morning dew, the soft light of sunrise, a peaceful evening breeze, the Lamb of Calvary, and the gently and holy heavenly dove. Amen. Your future is in his hands. And it's already prepared for you. Go in peace.